0: Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And as we know, on the path of self-mastery and higher awareness... There is no greater teacher, in my humble opinion, than Kenji Kumara, who truly is on a New Earth mission to really bring back an empowered humanity, illumined with light and joy. Kenji Kumara is a quantum catalyst, and he works in the field of New Earth of Eternal Peace. He is here with us today to share his story and an activation. He is a pioneer in energy consciousness. Kenji, welcome to Quantum Conversations.
1: Well, hello, Lauren, and hello, everyone. And it's great to be here. I usually don't do a whole lot of shows anymore, so it's good. This is a good treat for me.
0: It is quite a treat for us as well, and for me personally. I have been aware of your work and your teachings for many years now, and what I love about it, Kenji, is it's New Earth directed, and now more than ever, this is a really bold time for everyone to really tap into higher consciousness, higher awareness, self-mastery to bring forth New Earth, and so... This is quite a beautiful time, and these energies that we're experiencing this summer, perhaps you could talk about how they are, well, it's very polarity. Uh, po- polarity is the name of the game. And so explain a little bit about what's going on.
1: Well, as as we know, in my opinion, ever since the turn of the century, and more precisely, well, even going back to 1987, Harmonic Convergence, some of you were around then and participated in that global kind of awakening for ushering in uh, this new uh, energy that we be called New Earth. And then the turn of the century, that was another turning point. And then 2012, according to our outdated, inaccurate Gregorian calendar, uh, that was another big shift. So when these new energies come upon a planet and humanity and nature, it's going to stir up a bunch of stuff because we all at some point need to let go of all of the old thinking that we historically have held in our DNA, in our brains, in our lower mind, in order to move into what we call the unknown, using the power of trust and faith in creating uh, paradise on Earth, and as we know, the more people that move and are willing to move into this place, the sooner it's going to happen. So the energies have been very steadily stirring up the bottom of the pot, so to speak, and and you're going to see a rise, continue to see a rise in polarity. And a conflict, and at the same time, there's another level of uh, oneness and unity, connection that's also happening. And at some point, oh, some say when we reach 51% of mm-hmm. humanity moving into uh, a greater expanded awareness of connection and unity consciousness, then we'll begin to see it you know, on uh, every level of our society. And even though a lot of us were disappointed when 2012 came around, it was the same old thing, and it seems to be the same old thing right now, six years later, um, we can't give up, we can't be discouraged. We just have to hold our presence and know that it's affecting change. See, here's the key. When we are willing to shift then we will, so those that are of the old guard that are holding on to everything that they've accumulated so far in their life um it's gonna be that apparent um polarity struggle
2: mhm,
1: okay, and that's okay. not okay. only without but within you know it's it's the our emotional bodies going through. Uh, cleansing, if you will, of of the old emotions that are held in the DNA and in our generational ancestry, which also includes illnesses and diseases and uh, belief systems. So really, the challenge is the willingness to be open to change. And for the ego, that's a very difficult thing initially. It doesn't want to do that. It'll fight it.
2: Yes,
1: Mhm. So we're moving out of this whole matrix of illusion. That's everything that's not true, everything that's false, everything that's based from fear. We're moving out of that, and the call is to move into uh, a place where we base everything, including our presence and our being, on the power of love and compassion. And that's not going to happen overnight. That's a thing that we are going to deal with every day for the rest of our lives here.
0: Yes. I know some really want it, and it's actually what many of us wake up every day to, to bring forward, to really bring forward. So there is this requirement of uh, looking at the power of love and com- compassion. It is a requirement, this spirituality aspect and we could even replace that word spirituality with consciousness.
1: Yes. Mhm. And you're going to see more rise in conscious businesses using that term. Conscious business. Conscious is yes. really cool. I really like that. And uh <laughs> you know just basically using the power of awareness uh to to create our lives professionally and personally. And here's the other thing. So we've, we, we've held the old pattern of taking everything personally. And so we are being called now to shift that. To shift out of taking what people say or do to us personally and move it to the next level. And that takes courage and that, that takes strength.
0: Yes, it does. And the recent uh, window that we passed through of this summer 2018 was very interesting. As we make this shift, we can see, if we are looking closely enough, we can see areas where, yes, we have old patterns that are coming up. And my goodness, it's that, that shifting out of it choosing something completely different how would you say that process goes when we do become aware and stop ourselves
1: well see we have a choice we could learn through love or fear and judgment and guilt and shame and all that so we have a choice we could the new earth is calling for us to learn through joy Joy is a big, big-time big healer, as we know. So we're moving out of blame, shame, and guilt because that's what religion has taught us. And religion, whether people want to believe it or not, has affected all levels of society to this day. Because one of the first things that everybody is exposed to pretty much is some level of religion or spirituality. Now, the newer generation is different. They're not subject to that because the parents are more aware. And so they're teaching their kids about how to be spiritual, which is a very good thing. Mm -hmm. But we have to get out of the blame game at some point because we can't take any of this dualistic thinking into the new earth. It it won't allow it. You won't be able to go there as much as you want to if you're still holding on to these old emotions and uh, ways of thinking
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, that is uh, beautiful, Kenji. We are creating a conscious business series, and I will advise you on that and invite you to be part of that because it is a new way. It does take courage and strength. Um, And, you know, on a lighter part of it, let's talk about doing the opposite because when something came up for me personally in the past week or so, even the past few days, I've just decided, okay, you know what? What if we truly do just let that go? (laughs) Because it is an old program, um, Mm -hmm. a a part of a lower consciousness. And so what if we just do the opposite and let it go?
1: Yes, and and, uh, that's where the training of the ego comes in. It's almost like training a little kid, you know, in discipline. In, in a way, you you have to look at the inner, the wounded inner child, and the ego in in the same light. In a sense of where you've got to be really compassionate and gentle with retraining the ego to think a different way, because we're gonna have the ego because as long as we have cars, we're gonna need to drive our cars. And mm-hmm. your in higher self. <laughs> is not into driving cars necessarily, right? That's that's the duty of your ego in a sense. So the ego has a place in our lives. It's just that we're going to move out of being controlled by it and have it be more of a witness. And to use the used car analogy, it'll be in a passenger seat, and you, the soul, will be driving the car.
0: Okay. I know there's so many who have really done this work and they've moved out it and out of this and they report they are not triggered anymore and that's a beautiful place and so, so it's so important for us to hold our vision and every step come from this integrity and love and compassion of New Earth and we can imagine when everybody is there and in that same place. Or thereabouts.
1: Well, it's that old saying, too whatever you envision is going to happen, and you're going to see it in your world. So, yeah, on an ultimate level, be willing to envision a world that's connected and unified and in compassionate behavior and loving attitude. Yes,
0: yes, okay. All right. Well, thank you for sharing on that. I want to talk a little bit about you for those who may not be familiar with you. And you are in the Sedona Vortexes and the energies of that field. And you have also developed quantum light weaving. We're going to be able to experience a little bit of that. But your name, Kumara, can you share with us more about that? Is that related to Sanat Kumara or the Hindu sages?
1: Well, I think the Hindus have it a little bit not quite accurate regarding their three Kumars or seven Kumara concept, but uh, yes, the Kumaras are uh, a lineage and uh, definitely related to Sanat Kumara and Venus. So whether you believe in otherworldly beings or not, probably not important. But um for expanded awareness and understanding, Venus astrologically has always been called our sister planet, and it is it's our sister planet in a sense, and they have evolved uh to where we want to go, where we want to go as a planet, planetary consciousness, and they serve the Kumaras on Venus because they're primarily operate from, from Venus although we're all not from a planet or star system we all come from God but uh, to put it in a kind of a more of a context for understanding uh, the beings that uh, work through Venus are like our teachers and our mentors, our big brothers and sisters and their agreement in a sense is, is to help us with our ascension process, with our planetary evolution, because the Earth has come out of a very dark place historically, going way back millions of years, eons, ages ago. And we're moving back into the light, as you can see. So the Kamaras, when they're born here, there's not a whole lot of Kamaras on the planet um, but they're here and they, they usually work in the background. They're usually not famous. But when you meet another Kamara, it, there's like a resonance. It's like a kind of a recognition on a soul level. That's how you can tell your soul tribe in a sense. And uh so the Kamaras have to, when in they incarnate, they have to go through the same veiling and going unconscious like everybody else. But somewhere in their makeup uh, they have this vision of m- like myself moving through all the stages of evolution and then teaching that to whoever is open and ready to receive the wisdom so Kumaras teach from experience they're not intellectual teachers and they go through all the hardships that we all go through uh, and they end up being mentors for, uh, for a lot of people and also mentors for nature as well because nature is also learning from us. And we always have to remember that we're not humans. Nobody's human. We have this vehicle for, for expression and learning to heal the duality within us. So whenever we get caught up oh God, my body's going through this and I've got this kind of illness or like I've got this kind of problem in my life. You're identifying with the ego and the body. And so we have to remember that we are not any of that. We are unlimited consciousness and we're expressing through a body. And I've said this so many times, earth is a graduate school for learning. And I tell people, if you can, no, not, if when you master the Earth plane, you can go onto any planetary system and do very well, this is, in my opinion, the hardest planet to do your ascension work on. This is the most difficult
0: well I and the, believe and the most that.
1: rewarding as well,
0: okay, <laughs> well, see a great polarity there that is yeah. comforting for those who really feel like i mean we do run across people that are just really out of it you know they're they're almost given up but that is very yeah. comforting to know that that's our whole mission here is to see if we can pull ourselves out of it right yeah. healing the duality yeah. within we're going to talk more about healing the duality within but sanat kamara and the story of Venus and his whole story here is a planetary logos and his connection with Lemuria. Can you talk just for a quick moment about his role there? And well,
1: let's let's put it, it this way: there is a logos training in logos the universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I signed up for that. I signed up for that training long ago, and that's yeah. how that's how I sort of met or connected with Sanat Kamara way back when. That's not an easy curriculum, by far. It is not. Would I do it again? I don't know. (laughs) Well, what was that like
0: for you? Okay, you said that that's how you became aware of Sanat Kamara. So that story sounds fascinating.
1: You have to master all the energies. Uh And that takes many, many incarnations to be a master of energy, period, on any level especially the astral level, of which a lot of humanity is still stuck in. And you can see it being played out in the movies, for sure. But getting back to Kamara, we all, uh, well let's put it this way, I have much gratitude for that being because he was the one in particular that saved the Earth from going under and being recycled back, to essence Mm
2: -hmm.
1: millions of years ago the planet got really dark you think it's dark now but Mm -hmm. it was really dark back then and it had no evolutionary pattern to it and uh there was beings from other systems who blew up their planets and and needed a home base so to speak you know for incarnating so they the the earth was Uh, Allowed uh, The Earth allowed them to incarnate, but then they began to control the people. And you see the effects today, obviously. Um, But anyway, he put out a call as a Kumara, as a Logos from Venus, put out a call to the universe uh, because he had a plan to save the planet. And so there was a bunch of Kumaras that said, yes, we would like to help. And there were some half as well from the Dahl universe that volunteered. And so they worked together uh, in unison to bring about um, the evolutionary process for the planet and the Christ principle. They actually instilled in the earth, in the aura of the earth, this evolutionary principle of Christ consciousness. So this was millions of years ago. And he, in a sense, had to leave Venus and overshadow the Earth for millions of years. And he left his beloved Lady Venus on uh, on Venus, you know, to take care of matters there. And you got to remember, Venus is a teaching planet. There are many teaching temples on Venus and healing temples. And we go there a lot, we're just not aware of it. But that's mm-hmm. what some of us do when our bodies are asleep at night. You just don't wander off into nothingness. You go somewhere mm-hmm. and you study. Or you uh, help out with people that just made transition. I do that too. I help people that make sudden transitions and didn't prepare for their transit. You know, like people that die in wars or have a sudden death. Unexpected. Because it's another side note you know you need to prepare for your transition just like you need to prepare for your birth here and if you don't have the preparation then it can be a little hairy as it were <laughs> for a while if you know what i mean
0: yeah intense do you see that in dream space when you help those souls or it do you see well
1: i am not bed. allowed to have conscious memory of those things because mm. It would be overwhelming. See, if we actually
2: mm-hmm.
1: brought back into our bodies when we wake up what we did in the dream state, we would be over so overwhelmed with, with information and data and energy that we probably couldn't function. So the veil, in that sense, is a protective mechanism. So, yeah, people want to be conscious, but if you are conscious of everything all the time you would not make it here on the Earth. You would be so overwhelmed, you, you wouldn't know how to function.
0: Mm. Okay. All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's mind bo- Yeah, I mean, we c- that does make sense. Okay, so yeah. back to the Kumaras, Is this, were there 144,000?
1: There was, <laughs> as in the Keshe records, there were, yes, approximately 144,000 that came with Sanat Kamara and worked with the Earth to To bring light, basically, to bring light. But you got to remember, beings have free will and free choice. So if they're not willing to open up and listen, there's nothing you can do. Right. And God respects the free choice of every being. Now, there is a thing called divine intervention. That does happen through the power of grace. But I, I can't explain why some get it and some don't. But really, it's all determined by one's willingness to be open. And that's something that the ego has to learn how to do, is to be open. Because the ego is a closed system. Yes. And if people aren't guided by their higher self, then they're just going to do crazy things on the earth. And you just watch the news and you see it being played out in the news. So uh, there's a term for that which I think is really uh, quite accurate. It's called cognitive dysfunction or cognitive breakdown. You know, it's basically where the consciousness, in a sense, breaks down and Mm. uh, gets lost, in a sense. Not ultimately, but for a time. We're all going to be saved, in a sense. Uh, Yes. It's not the way that... Necessarily, the churches teach it.
0: <laughs> hmm Okay, so very interesting. It, so, when we, how do you connect with your higher self and and maintain that connection? Because that really is the name of the game here, and we can well, even call that embodiment. in the retreats
1: is a platform that, that we teach people how to consciously make that deeper inner connection with self.
2: Hmm. Uh.
1: Yes, we, we, we can do this to a degree on the online events and things like that, but it's really in the retreats where it's like you're there physically, usually in a nice nature environment to where you can just let go of your life for five days or six days and just stay focused mm-hmm. on reconnecting. So how do we do it? I don't know if I can explain it because... Uh, what we do in the retreats is spontaneous; it has no outline in a sense, no step-by-step protocol in a sense. It just the the information energy comes through spontaneously, and we try to teach that for people how to be more spontaneous, just in your your everyday life. And yes. it takes practice. So we do it in healing sessions, we do it in online events, we do it at the retreats. And then we always emphasize, now, do it in daily life. Do it in the marketplace. Because if you can do it in the marketplace, on planet Earth, you can do it anywhere in the whole universe, (laughs) in any galaxy, on any planet that needs help. And Earth is not the only one that's in struggle. There are planets out there that also struggle with duality. But Earth is the most dense in the sense of the duality being embedded and so, the higher we go, the deeper we have to go, in a sense.
0: Yeah. I've heard that Earth is the only planet with money. I don't know if that resonates with you. Oh my
1: God, I've thought about this for years. And um, let's just say I probably agree with that, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the way that we use currency, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy game to play, yeah. you got to have money in order to survive, God who who created that?, well, game? and if
0: you don't, it costs money, it actually costs money to be poor in America. It costs money, yeah right yeah. so then, um so energetically speaking, it's a matrix, right it really is mm-hmm. the paradigm is a matrix, and so you know these old beliefs, these old belief systems that all have to get out of the way, just like what you're saying, the willingness to be open and surrender it.
1: Yeah, and to give you an example of conscious business, so we've got businesses that are evolving and rising up, and people are, are becoming aware of these conscious companies, and they are setting the example on how to do life consciously. So marriage is, well, it, it's happening, but that's slow, that that, that whole level. But uh, marriage relationships. <laughs> people are becoming more conscious of like what they're doing in that relationship and their agreements.
0: Yes. Why did you chuckle there when you said that? <laughs>
1: well, you know, comedy team is always around. But, you know, that seems to be, that is probably. So relationships really do reflect where you're at. So we have to have relationships yeah. because that's who we are. We are a relationship. And so marriage, as an example, will bring out the very best and the worst of you, in a sense. And the more conscious the couples are in a marriage, the more joy they're going to have in their marriage. And they'll pass on that to their kids' DNA. So really, it's about coming out of struggle and hardships into joy and inspiration and really, inspiration is like the motivator behind everything. If you don't have inspiration, forget it. You're not going to go anywhere. You need that as a as a, a power that that accelerates your movement forward in life. Because if you don't have inspiration, you're going to have depression.
0: Yes. Okay. This is beautiful. So. The inspiration, I know it really is, we talk a lot about passion as well, and you're saying this joy, it really is this cultivating this the joy within us. So maybe now would be a beautiful time to really allow us to, to go through that, because I can say that in the past weeks with the energies, we have been seeing, um, let's see, the word explosive yet fast manifestace- manifestation. That comes up, right? So it's really cool on one hand, um, intuition is high, um, but then it could be explosive in the old if the ego <laughs> really wants to hang on. And we're seeing that in the larger collective as well. So perhaps there's an activation um, to really heal this duality within us and choose that higher joy, maybe to release like old programs
1: well, we can initiate the movement forward. Okay, so everybody get comfortable and uh invite your pets. Pets still have this bad habit, shall we say, of taking on the human condition. And they now have, across the board, not every pet, uh, but they take on the human condition. So they get illnesses and diseases that are human. We're going to ask all pets that are in the range of my voice, this radio show, their group soul, spirit, to choose another way to be companions for humans. We'll just leave it at that. So they'll be free to choose another way so they don't die from cancer and overweight and diabetes and aneurysms and seizures and heart attacks and things like that. Okay. So make yourself comfortable as best you can, relaxing the neck, the tension in the neck and your upper back, and feel your feet one with the earth. Feel your feet chakras, one with the sacred heart chakra of the earth. And also feel your crown, your beautiful crown chakra and all the chakras above your crown aligned with the core of the universe and supreme creativity. So let's take a deep breath in through the nose and exhale through the mouth. And we're going to start bringing in more light into the body as we breathe in. And take that light into the solar plexus, into the lungs, into the pineal pituitary thalamus, all in one big breath. And just begin to release tension. Any and all kinds of tension. Just let it go as you breathe out, relaxing your face, your fingers, your toes. Just being aware of letting go of tension that will include anxiety, nervousness, any level of stress, worry, and concern. And just be here, be here now, be I am, breathing deeply into the solar plexus, up into the diaphragm, through the throat, into the pineal pituitary thalamus, Now invoke a protective cocoon of light around your body and feel as if now that you are mm, the midway point between heaven and earth. That you are like a connector point between the oneness energies of the sacred heart of the earth as spiritual consciousness and the core of heaven or the core of creativity the source of all life light and love make sure your hands are relaxed and your feet are relaxed and bring your awareness into the still point in your heart center and also be aware of your third eye activating your pineal gland and you're going to consciously connect your power center, the core of your solar plexus, your still point in your heart and the pineal chakra in your brain. Holding the attitude that you are now going to be more conscious of the orchestration between your power, your heart, and your mind. While being completely connected with the earth and the heavens. Allowing your arms to be completely relaxed and as the body becomes relaxed the body becomes more aware and awake and alert now for a moment just clear all energies that aren't yours out of your field one deep big deep breath exhale through the mouth And begin to become aware of your own space, your own vibration. And now with your heart, intend the power of intention and feeling to connect with the essence of your spirit, your soul, your I am. be able in your body to feel that vibration and then create the intention I am here I am now I am and begin to feel the power of joy as first a subtle energy vibration and then it be begins to expand and become more intense and more magnified and let that power that power of joyfulness move through your nervous system move through your chakra system move through all levels of your aura and now breathe that into your daily life breathe it in today Breathe it into your future. Breathe it into your relationships, your business, into the dream state. And we're going to ask your inner child to receive this, and for the ego to step aside. Let's take one thing that you want to manifest this month, any level, and breathe the power of joy and love into that vision of what you want to manifest in your life, what you want to experience in your life for this month of August. Breathe it in how you want to feel For the rest of this month And then make it so You can say And so it is So be it indeed It is done I am Okay, stay in the present moment Slowly open the eyes And just let this vibration continue throughout the rest of the show and into your dream time tonight. Knowing that all is well, no matter what, all is well. And so it is. Many blessings.
0: And so it is. So be it. Okay. That feels superior. That is very calming. That is very powerful. Empowering is a word that comes to mind. And yes, all right, we're going to hold that vibration. Okay, no matter what, guys, let's hold this. Mm
2: -hmm. All
0: right. Wow, I feel really good with that. That feels really, really nice.
1: Thank you. That was all spontaneously brought forth
0: you are almost psychic because it really helped me with an experience that i had even just uh on sunday so thank you you know You're it's um uh, the inner child and it's um this is when radical self-care comes in and this inner child is just receiving all that great joy so thank you again all right Well, there's some questions coming in. Kenji, do you like to receive questions from the audience? I think if we advise our listeners to kind of keep it on topic of what we're talking about, rather than Mm -hmm. make it too personal in a session, that would Mm -hmm. be really fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, We're also going to talk about ways that people can work with you and take this really deep in their lives. Can I ask, there's some questions coming in, whenever we talk Venus on this show, um, (laughs) it is a popular subject, and so there is um, Nick, who would like to know, uh, Kenji, do you have any relationship with Omnic Onek? Do you know Omnic? Uh,
1: Not consciously.
0: Okay. A very interesting being. I just had to ask that. And what about Valiant Thor?
1: Thor the God?
0: Valiant Thor. No, this is maybe where the ufology crowd blends in with our Uh, show here. No,
1: don't know that one consciously.
0: All right. Good. I just had to ask. Never mind then. (laughs) Um, it's just amazing, and this connection to Sanat Kamara. One more question there. For those who resonate with Lemuria, and there's many on this show who do, would that then be a connection to Sanat Kamara?
1: Yes. So, we have different levels of perspectives, obviously, And back in our history, as most people know, there was a battle between Atlantis and Lemuria. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Atlantis was more high-technology-oriented, more the higher mind that misused the technology. Lemurians were, you could say, if you remember as a little kid and you thought about the tropics, you thought about Hawaii or Tahiti like I did so that's like Lemurian energy so that's more of the heart energy that's more of the uh, the perspective of connection and unity consciousness and love for nature and respect for nature and all peoples Mm -hmm. so you see the whole Atlantean perspective being played out in movies especially sci-fi movies, anything having to do with technology. You see it through Facebook and social media. So you can get a sense of how that perspective was misused in the past, and it's a reenactment of today. It's being played out again, and we will see if they continue to misuse it or if they use it for the good of all mankind.
0: Okay, so let's go holding this vibration that you put us into without getting too dark or whatever. Can you explain mm-hmm. a little bit more on um, the Facebook social media aspect? Because for something about that, I've never really been one to want to be too exposed on that. So that's very interesting. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on what you meant by the Facebook social media being a little
1: well,
0: more Well, basically,
1: what, were the Atlanteans, were they... Uh... the the downside in a sense, was they they got to a point of where the technology controlled their consciousness. Uh But we have to remember consciousness creates technology. So if you can envision it within, you can create it without. And part of what The Lemurian energy has to, mm, I guess, become more aware of is to always stay in balance because there's there's always a balance with everything the mind, the heart, the emotions, the intellect, the body, the spirit. So, Buddha brought forth some great teachings, and one of them is the middle way or to stay always in balance within all things. Don't go to extremes. So the Atlanteans, the Lemurians, all of us were learning about balance, not to be one-sided or lopsided, to stay in the center within all things. So it's like John Lilly in his book, Center of the Cyclone, stay in the center of the hurricane or the cyclone, stay in the eye of the storm where it's completely calm
0: Mm-hmm. and when you know uh, how, what that's like to be completely calm as it's all weathering around you this is mm-hmm. that connection you took us to very mm-hmm. deep connection there beautiful yes
1: Yes. the world can be falling apart but you stay in the center of your own cyclone <laughs> yeah. that's where the power is <laughs> that's where joy resides and when we stay in the present moment, that's where the power is. So we're learning to undo the habit of future thinking and to stay in the now. And then the future will take care of itself. It'll unfold gracefully and naturally without a lot of pre-thinking and prejudging and analyzing. So it takes courage to do that takes great courage but again it takes willingness
0: yes and it brings me back to what you said earlier about you know marriage or relationships it takes you really into yeah both greatest and worst version of yourself so that is a a, a great mirror for this process this ascension process okay Let's Look at go. it this way.
1: We yeah. already, on some level, we're already ascended, so no big deal. <laughs> it's just the body's got to catch up. <laughs>
0: Can did you, let's talk just for a quick moment. There are some questions coming in here about this. In your own process, Kenji, with this connection and this work, and as you went through the Logos training, oh my goodness, what was the physicality like for you? Did you get periods of being dizzy, um, not being in your body? I mean, mastering all of the energies physically, what was that like for you? Uh,
1: just imagine going through every possible experience you can imagine emotionally and psychologically. <laughs>
0: wow both not positive to mention,
1: and not to mention energetically or physicality wise uh it's like boot camp magnified it's like going through all your fears going through all your doubts Yep. and that, you know that's a training that takes a long time
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know for to be a logos of a planet You just don't say, okay, I'll go through the training, and you graduate in four years. It's like many lifetimes on many different systems and planets and universes. So in a way, you become like a world traveler in a way in the galaxy, which is pretty cool because also logos have to deal with all kinds of personalities and cultures and races, So on the planet, there are basically 250 different races that represent 250 different planetary systems. And they're all on one body of planet trying to get along. 250 different perspectives and religions. But essentially, saying the same thing. Essentially. But then got misguided and got dogmatized and all of that. So now it's really unrecognizable. But in the beginning, it was the essence that was the common denominator. You know, God is love.
0: The two planetary systems were? Say again? Did you say that that we 250 coming from 250. two planets? Okay, 250
1: from, different planetary systems, yes. Yeah. Oh,
0: from planetary systems.
1: Systems, all on yes. Earth, trying to understand each other without killing each other, yeah. See, that's why you have what we have. And if they all realized, hey, we came from many different places and we're here to learn to get along, so let's get along. Oh, gee, that's simple. <laughs>
0: yes, let's get along.
1: Uh-huh. Let's share mm-hmm. food, water, housing, you know. Sure money. Send money by PayPal.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot. Okay, so there are some new Earth systems, and this would be a, a nice time to talk about that because I absolutely love it. This whole crowdfunding, this is beautiful. There are solutions, um, and what is happening that I'm noticing on a greater level is we can have an idea, but if it's our idea. Other people get it, and then it's just whoever takes action to really come into um, that physicality of that idea. Uh, you know, there are Kickstarter campaigns or other platforms called crowdfunding where people mm-hmm. can start a business, um, and that's beautiful. Yeah. They can. um yeah. Then Then there's, there's certain, like, you know, when you look out at our world, there's certain, like, no-brainer things, like every rooftop, every – replaced roof every new build could have solar panels i'm not talking Mm -hmm. the big solar screens but solar roofing tiles and then if you go google that we'll find out that elon musk is already on top of that (laughs) so isn't that interesting or uh um gutters gutter systems rain catchment gutter Mm -hmm. systems for all houses so it goes from gutter to filter to faucet and so these are some of the new earth dreams that will come forward. And I love the work that you do because it really is empowering people to step into that new role. And, and we can see that once people right, really cultivate these energies from within and master these energies, like you said, going through all their fears and all their baggage, deciding to leave it all behind, these are this is the inspiration that comes forward.
1: Well said. So one of the benefits of technology is you can Google it. And you can, if you Google the right phrase or words, you'll find stuff you go, oh my God, didn't even know this existed. So where there's an idea, there's a way. So yeah. what we tell people is, like Joseph Campbell says, follow your bliss. That's very accurate. I don't know what to do, Kenji, but I need to quit my job because it's very toxic. Okay. Now, what is your vision? I always get people to go back to early childhood. And I always ask them, well, what can you do? What did you love to do as a little kid that you had no training in but that you were really good at? Do that. Start a business, a conscious business, doing that. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be the so-called spiritual stuff. You don't have to be a healer, life coach, psychic, channeler. <laughs> not to do that. Just whatever brings you joy, do it. Start a business and do it. You'll get the funding. The money will come when you have the vision. Well, I don't know what my vision is. Yes, you do. Again, go back, tap within, go within, and feel what you can do. In a gifted way that nobody taught you how to do. And do that. I don't care if it's making bread at home in your kitchen. You can create a business on anything.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now,
1: I'm going to give uh, the audience an example here. And it's. I think the video is going to be in my November or October newsletter. We send one out once a month. And I like to uh, put in their, you know, inspirational videos, uh, or my friends' websites that are doing really nice work. And so I'll give you an example. I, I don't know her name, but she was on sixty minutes. I saw it on TV. She was eight years old then; she's eleven now. And she composes and plays her own music, basically on the piano, but she plays other instruments. People have thought that she, well, she appears to be like an incarnation of Mozart or Beethoven or Bach, you know, one of those classical composers that were very gifted. Mm -hmm. She's eight years old when they aired this, I think. And they showed her playing a piano, and you could swear it was like Beethoven or Bach. Mm -hmm. So in the conversation, the guy, the interviewer, asks her, well, how do you get your inspiration? How do you get this information, this knowledge about how to compose music and and play when you're so young? And without her even thinking, she goes, well, I go to my imaginary world where there are all these composers, and I talk to them, and I ask them questions, and they give me answers. Duh, that's a download. (laughs) It's Yay, beautiful. isn't that cool? That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's her imaginary world, but it's so real to her. It's like as real as our conversation here on the radio show. She gets her music from all those beautiful composers of our past and future. She actually has conversations with them. Seeing now if we did that, with anything, wow, life would really be fun.
0: Yes. Yes, when everyone's connected to this higher self, this quantum mind, the unified field. Yes.
2: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And isn't it so simple that it happens when we are doing something that we love, right? You know, we could be Mm -hmm. uh, sitting behind our desk and just go outside and go hike in nature and do something that we love and find the greatest inspiration that comes from that. So, yeah, there it is. So that's part of the balance that you're talking about, too, is to really, when we let go of old programmings, I think that's one of the hardest things for, like, the new entrepreneurs to do is to get out. When you get out of that old matrix, not to feel guilty when you do take time to go out and enjoy yourself, again, because that's where the inspiration comes.
1: Yes. Many, many masters have said they go out in nature for their inspiration. Well, yes, that's true. And we're going to learn how to do it in the marketplace, in the middle of a big city with congestion and traffic and noise and pollution and everything else. Yay. We will. But, yes, in the meantime, go out in nature and and reconnect and start to receive your inspiration and your ideas, your divine ideas
2: yes beautiful Gee,
1: for most of my life I never shared my divine ideas I kept it within it's only until I had a platform where I could teach and that was basically um, well 15 years ago 16 years ago I guess uh, more or less in a consistent way uh, that I began to open up from my shyness and began to just express
0: mmm See, that's where the big, deep courage comes in as well, uh, and and overcoming doubt. And so, how did you find that you got over the caring what other people think program? Or, you know, if you put a YouTube video out there, people going to throw rocks at you. How did you get oh, over? Oh, I,
1: I I don't I never really had that. I don't think.
0: Oh, good. No, right.
1: I, mine was more shyness. I was, for most of my life, I'm more talking most of my life, I was shy. I was psychic and shy. Because my parents never gave me permission to be uh, expressively psychic. Mm. So, like, if you don't give a child permission to be psychic, uh, they're going to have a tough time.
0: What did you do? Would you would you see things and know things? Well, I
1: felt things and I saw things, yes. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never said anything to anybody uh give you one example, when I was younger, you know, like in my teens and my twenties, I I would go to a party and I would end up with a stomach ache and have to leave. Mm. Well after the fact I realized what was happening. You know, I was tuned into everybody's distress and stuff. <laughs> and taking it home with me and then mm. ended up with a uh, stomach ache. And then when I was really young I used to get really sick on occasion and throw up. And I kinda knew what that was. I was throwing up other people's energy that I just that I took on, not not knowingly, but yeah. So I had to upchuck, I had to throw up to get out of my system. And boy, I remember as a little kid, I hated throwing up. It was like a not a good feeling until after it was all done, and then you go, oh my god, I feel good now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Okay, we're going to go way back in time on this one and talk a little bit more about, uh, from this question, how does Lemuria connect to Kamara? Explain that real quick.
1: Well, I think the Kamaras have always had a kind of a uh, inclination to align with that kind of uh, awareness of what the Lemurians represented. So think back, to old, old world Tahiti. Hawaii is an offshoot of, like, the Tahitian energies, as an example. And how they lived on those islands, surrounded by water, and and what they had to do. Well, they had to connect. They had to stay connected. They had to get so connected with the land so they could survive. They had to stay connected with everybody, people-wise, in order to have that bonded community kind of feeling. It was a sharing kind of a sense. See, really Lemurian energies is about sharing it's about connection, communication it's about equality it's about sharing love uh, honor, respect you know, all that stuff that we value the Atlanteans didn't incorporate so much of that they were in a different focus so you got to remember there are planets out there who are totally mental No emotional body, per se. Totally mental. And then you have some civilizations that are totally emotional, without a kind of a logical mind. Now, how are these cultures going to exist on this planet when you have this diversity? And my thought is, once we realize why we're all here, we'll get along. And this is not the only life. We have to get over this thing of the one life, so let's make the best of it. We have to get over that.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Because if we only had one life, none of us would be here. <laughs> there would be no <laughs> beings on planet Earth. It would just be nature. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and And one thing to remember, too, is that we raised our hand and we were selected to come and be here. We chose to be here. And so, this light and this connection that you assisted us with today is why we are here. And so, that does bring much hope to those who are kind of feeling down, right?
1: Well, here's We're, the thing. Yes, yeah. here's the thing. This is from the quantum. I've got... I've been looking at some, some phrases here or sayings mm-hmm. that I'm going to use in the retreat when we go to Australia. So... And these are very short. They're very simple and very profound. So all lessons are gifts. All lessons are gifts. Mm -hmm. Now, if that doesn't change your perspective about life, then I don't know what would.
0: It brings an ease and a grace to it. It does. Mm
1: Mm-hmm and at some point you will teach these gifts because that's what you'll do if all experiences are gifts wow see we're going to move out of this place of judging our experiences to just allowing them to be that's a big challenge for the ego initially oh my god but I was trained to analyze Okay.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Time to go
1: take a vacation to Tahiti.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who watched the movie Elvis Blue Hawaii?
1: (laughs) Oh, I did. I don't think I watched that one.
0: No, you missed that one? Oh, my goodness. I think so.
1: Here's another one for you guys. (laughs) So give up what you think you want. Give it up what you think you want. And if you just contemplate that, that's it, it, there's going to be some energies released in your body. Which is a good thing.
0: Yes, that is a very powerful phrase.
1: Mm-hmm. All I know for myself, life is getting better and better and better at my older, so-called older age. You know, I still get telemarketing calls. Well, sometimes they they come through. Uh, can I speak to your mom or dad? Uh, I am my dad. I am the dad. What do you want? <laughs> Don't call again. <laughs> but one thing when you get older and you start teaching you're going to teach from your wisdom and that's a beautiful thing because that's all you can teach anyway so the new earth is going to be about respecting elders again like like in ancient times because there's nothing like the wisdom of, of life uh, uh, what's that phrase Time on earth, kind of thing. Young kids don't have the wisdom simply because they're young. They may know a lot of stuff, but you only get wisdom by living a long time. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Well, there is a very interesting comment coming in. And it is about the younger generation. Uh, This is from, of all, Joy. Joy in California. (laughs) And she says, These days, many young people find very creative ways of living prosperous and almost outside of the previous system. Do you have insight for future development, wealth, and the distribution And this says the taping of the wealth consciousness. The tapping. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's happening, Mm -hmm. and it'll be more evident as more of this younger generation, the millennials, start creating uh, shall we say, intentional communities. That's been around for decades, but it's slow going, and I think it's because it's in part been based on old thinking. But yeah, there's so many of us I want to be part of a conscious community and living off the land. So, I don't know when that's going to really come about, but uh, you know, I think when the government gives up its hold on its private land that's supposed to be for public, it'll <laughs> mm-hmm. begin to happen more.
0: And that's yeah, a whole and, uh, another interesting conversation. And, yeah. you know, with the the public land, like national parks, let's say, are there portals and experiences in those places? That's why they've been designated natural parks.
1: Uh, yes, in part, on that level. But look at it this way. Any place that you've been to in your life, you go, oh, my God, what a beautiful, sacred place. That's a portal.
0: Hmm. And by portal, this means it's a portal to uh, like another dimensional experience because sometimes, you know, like, well, this is easy if you're in Hawaii. You could mm-hmm. literally turn down a corner of a path and mm-hmm. see a whole different experience. Would that be a, a, a multi dimensional, um, a higher dimension?
1: Well, to me, portal, stargates, and the like are really. Uh, more sacred-like places where it's easier to make that multidimensional connection. Uh And it's not as polluted as, say, like the center of Los Angeles, as an example. Uh But see, Los Angeles, City of Angels, at one time was, that's why they called it City of Angels. But look what it's come into. Uh But any, any place that brings you joy... See, I tell people in Sedona here... There are so many um, portals here in Sedona mm-hmm. because there's so many hiking trails. There's so many places that nobody goes to that you could if you were adventurous and not afraid of falling off rocks and killing yourself. You, there's plenty of portals here to sit and meditate and tune in. So they're not just the four vortexes, the the uh, advertised vortexes. There are v- vortexes everywhere here. Just like Hawaii. There's a lot of places, especially the unspoiled places. There are places on reservations that Mm. still have that sacred energy. But really, we create the portal wherever we go. So if we're a portal, it doesn't matter where we walk to, that area becomes a portal because you are carrying that portal energy. Again, it goes back to consciousness. It's back to presence.
0: Have you had any experience with uh, bilocation?
1: Oh, I've had people tell me, "Oh, I, we saw." I'll give you an example. When I was teaching in Santa Fe, which is yeah. one of my favorite places, we were teaching there for a year about ten years ago. So I'm back home in Seattle, and then someone emails me and say, "Hey, I saw you at so and so in in Santa Fe." So I just make a joke of it up. must have been my other self. Yes. So people have said they have seen me in other places when I'm physically mm-hmm. like home. Yes. Yeah. We do this all the time. See, all these things that we think are supernatural, they're really natural. They're really, has always been a part of it. It's so just because society has uh, toned it down, dumbing down all of this. We, we think it's like supernatural, but it's not. It's, Like, no big thing. But it would be nice at some point to consciously teleport and levitate so we don't have to use cars and pay for insurance and buy gas. Yes. (laughs) 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 Just don't bump into me when I'm teleporting. Okay? Watch that stop sign there, up there in the fifth dimension.
0: I'm just envisioning that, and that's such a fun picture. That's a really cool uh, science fiction movie, soon to be reality, coming to a new earth near yeah, you. Yeah, somebody
1: should make a movie about teleporting and kind of bumping into each other by accident. They're on the airplanes. <laughs> Get
0: your chocolate out of my uh, peanut butter sort of thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you didn't signal when you turned right. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs>
0: How do they keep all those, uh, transportations, um, start, be me up, Scotty. How do they keep that all straight on Star Trek?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> hey, do we okay. have any phone callers that like We to have ask time the for a phone caller.
0: We do. We do have time for a phone caller. We're gonna go to, uh, Indianapolis, area code 317. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please?
3: Hi, this is Sherry. Hi, Lorraine.
0: Hi, Sherry. Do you have a question for Kenji?
3: I do. I am. I love the show. You guys are awesome. I'm learning so much. Um, my question is, I've written it down so I don't forget because, wow, I've been all over the place listening to you guys. Um, my question is, how do you get your information? Do you hear it from other speakers, or do you experience it yourself? Um, I do teach, and there is a part of me that I feel like if I talk about something and I have not experienced it, then I feel like I'm lying somehow, Um, even if I've heard it from other speakers or all over the Internet or wherever I get my information. So I don't know if that's something you could – touch on um, about how you get your information?
1: Well, it basically comes from my higher self, which is all of our higher selves are aligned to prime source. So, really, when you tune into your I Am Presence and you channel that information, irrespective of what you've heard other people say or read about or seen in videos, that is accurate. So, Learning to trust your higher self downloads. So that's what you want to do eventually. Is speak from your spirit. And they say it feels like it's like, it's like a flow of consciousness. It, it, it feels like a flow. Where you don't think. See, when you're, when you're channeling, and everybody can channel, everybody has. Especially when we're little kids. But when you start channeling, there's no pre-thinking. It just comes through. You're always in the now moment. That's how you. Just like you did earlier on this show,
3: because you said that I didn't write anything down. It just all Mm -hmm.
1: came from spirit. Yes, these activations that we do is all spontaneous. Yes, and it's according to the group energy.
3: Say again. How do I? How can I how can I get in that now moment quickly?
1: Well, that's probably something for another show. But we teach this in the retreats. It's a very personal kind of like uh, personalized uh, retreat experience. But just to speak in general, uh, learn to meditate and tune in every day or do something to where you tune in to your spirit every day, whether it's a nature walk, whether it's sitting in meditation for five minutes, whether it's doing healing work with someone else, because that forces you, in a sense, to tune in. Whatever you can do to tune in, whether it's cooking, whether it's journaling, whether it's doing art therapy, whatever it is that keeps you in the present moment, so I hope that's helpful.
3: That is very helpful. That was awesome. Okay. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank most you so
3: welcome. much. That was wonderful. You're welcome.
1: And
0: but it also seems Sherry like you get the the word you get you're getting the message. Is there a, an issue with trust on on the information, Kenji? How do you trust? It it get, comes to a point where you just know it, right?
1: Well, that's the thing that we all go through. Uh, Am I crazy for what I just said? (laughs) Am I tuned in? You know, you go through all that self-doubt. And it's just a matter of practice. You know, it's like learning to walk. You're going to fall down a lot before you can actually walk and stay upright. Same thing learning how to ride a bicycle when you're four years old. But I would say you can trust whatever comes through if it makes your body feel really good. Because your body is a reflector. It's neutral. Your body is neutral. So it will give you feedback, neutral feedback. If you say something and then all of a sudden you you've go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Well, you probably shouldn't have said that then. Because your body was, okay, well, not quite the truth. So it's not like you're going to be spot on, 100% starting out. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fumble around. And that's normal. So like... Logos training, my God, it's like crap. We had a lot of failures. I mean, like, whoops. But we learned. We learned from our mistakes, in a sense. A good teacher will say, learn from your mistakes. Learn from what you didn't do right the last time. Is practice. But again, the key is to be present. So one way you can practice that is when you listen to other people talking to you. How present are you, generally speaking, with conversation? If you're spacing out and future thinking or in your mind wanting to prepare the response, you're not in present time. To be in present time, you're just totally there with an empty mind, so to speak, and an open heart. Wow. That was new.
0: (laughs) (laughs) An empty mind and an open heart. Enough said right there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So
1: when I teach, yeah, I I, I, I tune into the Masters and the Angels. I, I tune into my team, as I call it. And and part of what I'm here to show people is uh there are many realms of consciousness and it's not all woo woo stuff, it's just normal stuff. So having conversations with masters and angels, that's just Common everyday stuff. It's no big deal. We do it all the time. It's just when we're conscious of it, it's more fun.
0: Wow. Okay. That that is just incredible work. I know it would be wonderful to learn that and to begin to experience uh, those other realms of consciousness as we expand into it. Um, We have time for one more caller. I'm going to do that after you explain your special offer, because this is really where people can go deeper into the work with you and the trainings that you bring forth, the quantum light weaving. And this is really a nice package. There's a lot here. So can you share with us um, how people can work with this package and what it's going to do for them?
1: Well, this is a package I do not believe I've created for any other show. We try to always offer unique packages uh, that are fairly different from the previous ones. So this one actually is a very advanced package, and it's accumulation or a collection of um, my Sedona retreats. And the free gift offer is from the Mirabelle near Tucson retreat I did a few years ago. So these Sedona retreats were fairly recent 2016-2017. So why this is unique is that the way that we've energetically um, created this package is that and these are activations that we did for the students that attended in person. So The way that it's set up is that when you buy the package it is as if you attended physically these retreats and got personally these activations because they're live and evergreen so just because they happened a few years ago they're still alive there's still present day aliveness in them Mm -hmm. and so it will be as if you were getting the teachings through these activations at these retreats and and the theme with all these retreats is about light and joy, and so there are altogether forty three activations, and that to me is a whole that could last you for five years could last you for ten years. Um, what we recommend to people is that they listen to it uh once a week before uh well they listen to it at least one time for the first week. But they can listen to it multiple times during that first week. And if they feel like they've gotten enough of that, then they'll go to the second activation and then proceed. And they can always review this like a year down the road, go through and go through each activation in sequence uh, on some kind of a regular basis. Now what's beautiful about these activations is that every time you listen to it, you're going to listen to it and receive it at a different level because you've shifted on the first activation, listening to it for the first time. When you go back and listen to it again, even if it's a week later, you're going to be in a different energetic frequency vibration space. And so now you're going to get a whole nother set of information or uh, insights and when you listen to it again, you're going to listen to it at another level. So it's almost infinity-wise uh, on the levels that you can receive this. Uh, let's see. We pretty much covered probably everything that you need to to experience in, in this total package. And what I learned at the beginning when I started teaching was I thought I was just going to sure they work with people. Chimes going off.
0: Oh, I, I don't hear a reason. chime.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I do. It's in the, from the front porch. So oh. chimes, yeah. Chimes are... See? You can hear the chimes. So chimes are good. All right. so, um, So we're teaching people through these activations. And... What I learned early on was because since people basically have blocks and issues to work through before they can actually receive the work that activations are always pretty much two parts uh, the clearing part and then the attunement part so we're we're, we're covering the spectrum in a sense and uh, these are all spontaneous and they're pretty much on every every subject matter that you can think of. And we've uh, tried to title it with uh, a brief description of each one. So there's always a theme to these activations. And here's uh, the neat thing. Even if you're not a healer or a psychic or someone that's into the healing arts or a life coach, but you do other stuff, that is still as spiritual as being a healer, that it will enhance whatever you know how to do, it will enhance what you do. So if you're a waitress, it will enhance your waitressing skills just by the fact of listening to and receiving and absorbing the activation. It, It bypasses your logical mind kind of a thing. And you'll just notice the changes as you go through life. But you won't necessarily connect it with the activation. This is so common. Um, I get like emails five years after I've worked on a person or after they've taken a retreat. And I'll just ask them, just out of curiosity, well, how did that retreat or how did that activation uh, help you in your life? And they'll just give me a nice, beautiful testimonial on the back. But I had to ask them because they wouldn't think to connect the dots. But when you ask people after the fact, years after the fact, somehow they'll remember, oh, yeah, this is how it would help change my life in this way. And I get a lot of feedback saying it just changed my life. And that's all I need to know, that that retreat, that three- or five- or six-day retreat changed their life. That's all I need to know, that it helped them. I don't need it no more because I can tune in and go, yeah, that that really did change their life. And that's what people come for. They want a life change. Yes, they say they want healing, but really what they want is a change in their life, their perspective.
0: And it's so beautiful that you have this available uh, even in digital form for people to work with it and to just be immersed in these frequencies and these activations and just watch it unfold. How beautiful.
1: Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you. You're welcome. There are many, many minutes total of these activations and 43 in all. So just imagine if you did one per week, that would be almost a year. But then you would so go back. One and
0: one activation, just one
1: activation. A week. It will take you to 43 weeks, almost a year. And then, of course, you want to listen to it again. So that's almost another year. And then you want to listen to it again. That's almost another year. But I've had people that, that tell me to this day, for the last five, six, seven years since they first heard me on the internet, that they listen to an activation daily. I was gonna say daily. daily. I know.
0: I was gonna say that people are gonna not want to wait. They're gonna want to hear all the (laughs) activations, like all in one
1: day. But here's the other neat thing: we found this out through experience. It was not something I was told telepathically, but it was something that I saw within the students, and I saw this in every retreat that I've done, in every workshop that I've done, that it bonds people together. Even if it's just for that one day or, or for that one week, it bonds people together so you never forget the connection spiritually. So, this work helps to bond families together, especially if they listen to it together. It's mm. so empowering if families can listen to these activations together in one sitting. It'll help heal all the stuff in the family stuff. Oh,
0: and that's it'll just bond awesome.
1: people together it'll make that love connection so strong that you know it's unforgettable.
0: See that's very important. That's beautiful. Okay, so yeah. I you know and we were talking earlier about, you know, relationships as that mirror, that great mirror for us. This is beautiful. Um there are some people who maybe not uh in the position to put their Um, maybe adult children in the same room at that level of conversation. So I'm just going to ask this question. Would Mm it work if that was on? I mean, I guess the best scenario would say, let's sit down and just listen to this, humor me, listen to this. Or if that's not possible, could you play, could you play it like on silent?
1: Well, here's what you can do. Um, You could play it as background music, although it's going to be an activation rather than music. You can play it in the background, barely audible for the family. Mm -hmm. This is great for babies to play this uh, as background music for babies that had just been born or babies that are teething or three-year-olds that need to take a nap. It'll put most people to sleep. Basically, I've had people still to this day, after years, go, "I cannot stay awake for your activations." I go, that's okay." Yes, yeah.
0: that's the ego getting in the passenger seat. <laughs> well, they think they
1: have to do it right by by being conscious. By say, uh, it's very easy to zone out with these activations. That's okay because you need to zone out then. Yeah, And it's good to zone out, because I know for myself, I need to zone out sometimes if I'm listening to somebody doing a meditation. And when I zone out, it's like, whoa, I don't know where I went, but I feel really good coming back.
0: And uh, it seems like it was just a, a minute or a moment, and it was, you know, we in linear time, it was some time. So that's beautiful. Okay, well, thank you. I do want to say, what a beautiful package of your studio-produced, very nicely produced um, audio programs with activations. Of course, that's available on your special offer link on this web page. So, Kenji, let's go to our last caller. It is Randy in New York, and I want to say, hello, Randy. Do you have a question for Kenji?
4: Wow, well, thank you. All Hi. the compliments you have received, ditto, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I know they're trying. Um, uh, regarding being triggered, as this will serve everyone, I hope, um, you know, when a bug lands on me, I smack it. It, it. It's an entrained reaction regarding discernment and balance about radical self-love and self-judgment and those type of things. Is this something I'm going to have to master in this lifetime? Otherwise, I'm going to have to come back and live a whole another lifetime or more to, to get it right.
1: Well the new earth's about releasing all the need to make judgments about self. And then you won't make it with others. So you can't take judgments into the new earth. So that's probably the could be the hardest level of homework. So if you catch yourself making a judgment just forgive yourself and say to yourself, okay, I choose not to make this judgment again. And if it comes around again, then just say it again. So it's retraining, and it's reframing uh, your experiences. So I would say first, don't feel guilty that you just made a judgment. Just choose to be more judge-less next time. Now, what I do for insects, like mosquitoes, I say you're you're not allowed in the house, and so if they bite me in the house, <laughs> I try to shoot shoot them away, and then put on essential oil bug spray. But if they're persistent, uh, if I if they get hit and they get smacked, well, you know I gave them warning. So you can do that with nature: spiders, uh, cockroaches in the house. You're not allowed in the house. Please stay outside. If you come into the house, you're either going to die from the bug spray or I might have to recycle you down the toilet.
4: See. <laughs> at, at this point, I invoke for discernment and, and uh, <laughs> that the mercy is swift and I'm trying to yeah. find <laughs> compassion. Meanwhile, I just <laughs> smacked myself and took this other being with me. Yeah.
1: But you can always Thank say you bless love. you if you got to smack them to say bless you. Yeah, so just work on um, just work on releasing the self-judgment about anything and everything, and that just takes probably take the rest of your life, you know. So don't be in a hurry. Just whenever it shows up, just bless it, forgive yourself. Like whenever I catch myself swearing, and that's an old pattern that goes back to when I was young, I say cancel that. So, you know, I still catch myself, so I say okay, cancel that. So you can do that too. Yeah.
4: If we if we find a way to love in any circumstance, like with mosquitoes, I found a way to love. If you Google, no mosquitoes, no chocolate, it takes you to the yeah. reality that mosquitoes pollinate cacao compared to what we've been marketed our whole lives in reaction to that word, I found a way to love. I, 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 I Thank you. You've addressed my question very, very well.
1: Okay. You're welcome. Peace be with you. Same cool. Here.
0: Yeah, thank you, Tony, or, or Randy, Tony. Who's Tony? <laughs> no,
1: maybe maybe his former name in a last life. Last yes, life. I
0: think I picked up on that. Okay,
1: yeah. well,
0: uh, I think the you said it right there. You said a lot of really great things here, and I just want to remind everybody to go back into that really yummy space of where we were frequency-wise with you. I can certainly feel it right now. Uh, and it is, it's is—it's so perfect. And to know that we no longer have to judge ourselves, that's really powerful, really powerful.
1: Well, we were trained to do that, so now we have to untrain ourselves to do it a different way now. See, so its it, it, it takes you out of the right and wrong or blame game into a place of, okay, we're just going to do it differently now.
0: Yeah, we're just going to do it differently now. Uh, Surrender is really key here. And uh, all the teachings and Kenji's mission into bringing forth the new earth from within you, each and every one of us, on this path of self-mastery, that is his mission. And Kenji, you do it so well. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this quantum conversation as we say goodbye I just want to give you a moment for some words to really send us out of here on that high vibe.
1: Okay, let's take a deep breath together as one. And know that your essential essence as spirit is one of joyfulness, loving kindness, wisdom and inspiration so know that you have permission to express all the qualities of your soul in this now moment without any prejudgment whatsoever it's all good it's all in the now be blessed and be well
0: Beautiful words. We feel really amped up and refreshed and reinvigorated with this episode today of Quantum Conversations. Kenji, Kumara, thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: You're most welcome. And thank you all for being on the show.
0: And again, if you are interested in the works and the retreats and the activations of Kenji Kimura, please check out the special offer that's available on this web page. And now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart where we can hold this information and this feeling and just uh, be with it. So be well. Thank you. Enjoy.